He's the one, he's the only RJ Bell. Straight out of Vegas. Vegas. It's the AM edition. First up, we got a short little recitation on some important numbers when it comes to NFL scoring. This applies not only to what's happened this season, but what may happen likely in the playoffs and even next season. Then one of the great moments in show history, Fezzik. You got to listen close. If you've heard this the first time, it's from last week. If you heard it the first time, you're going to love hearing it again. If you didn't, listen closely. I don't want to give it away. Just there's a bet made and a bet taken and a better that got taken. First, though, scoring in the NFL. Trends in the National Football League. Yeah, these are league-wide, and it's important to acknowledge are they going to be or ascertain? Are they going to continue into the playoffs? Are they going to continue next season? The first one is 2020 was the highest scoring season ever in the NFL. 49.6 points a game, almost 50 points a game combined, highest ever. The second highest was almost a field goal less in 2013. And we talked about this a lot early in the season was they weren't calling offensive holding. And if you let them hold effectively, it's going to be hard to stop the offenses. But that stopped, you know, five, six games in, it really dissipated where they started calling more holding penalties. So I just looked at the second half of the season saying, okay, that's without the benefit of the liberal non-holding calls. And it was, would have been a record even the second half of the year. So it was slightly less. It looked like the holding was about a point or so per game, but otherwise it still would have broken the record. All right, so the question is why? What's happening? Now, number one, I think there's just more efficiency. They're just People are just better at their jobs on offense. There's all the seven-on-seven, seven and the kids now that are quarterbacks and that into adulthood, they've been doing it. You know, think about Terry Bradshaw or think about Joe Namath and think about even Joe Montana as you go, Dan Marino. Those guys were super talented, but they didn't have an entire industrial complex built up about offense. And I mean, that's what you have now with all the camps, all the quarterback coaches and all that. The rules, I think number two, the rules have gotten more offensive friendly, no doubt about it. One last thing that people don't talk about as much, which is aggressiveness of offensive, not play calling, but do they go for it on fourth down? Do they punt? Do they go for it? Do they kick a field goal? And to me, if you look at the percentage of scores that are a touchdown, it's the highest this season since 1998. So over 20 years, I think the aggressiveness is a big part of it. Jonas, what's your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think just in watching it without even knowing the stats, just watching games throughout the course of the season, I'm seeing more and more teams going for it on fourth down. It helps your scoring either way because if you make it, it's great. And if you miss it, oftentimes the other team has a good, especially if it's around midfield. And I don't even think it's just that you have to have a good offense. The Bears went for fourth down four times in a single drive against Green Bay. I think people just look at that as a better option than punting it sometimes. Just based on what an offensive league is, you're, you're better off trying to get aggressive than it is leaving your defense out there to get exposed. Finally, home team disadvantage or lack thereof 
if you look at this season, there's only been 19 additional points scored by the home team. 6,283 points by the home team, 6,264 by the road team, a 19-point edge. A lot of people are going to say, oh, RJ, that's COVID because of the lack of fans and all that. You can hear the quarterbacks doing his audible calls, and that gives the away team an advantage. Maybe, and this is what we'll get into tomorrow. Last season, actually, away teams did even better. Amazingly, they did even better. Over like 20,000 points have been scored the last two years, and the home away, exactly eight points different for the home team. So it was last year, too, and we'll explain why tomorrow. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Okay, so if I'm going to take Green Bay, part of that is I think they're going to get the number one seed, and teams that have a chance to jump up and seed but need rest, if it's a long shot to get the number one, I think teams potentially are going to rest because they won't have a buy otherwise. And you can create a buy in a way. Baz, I know you did the back of the napkin of this before the show. What do you think the odds are that the Saints get the number one seed? Like Green Bay would be second, Saints, and then Green Bay. 16%, one in six. So for the Saints to get it, they need Green Bay to lose, Seattle to win, and the Saints need to win. So a three-team parlay, RJ. Okay, so... That assumes that the market's right and the market's priced right now that that New Orleans is going to try their hardest, right? Yes. All right. So if I offered you 10 to 1, so you're saying it should be 6 to 1. Yes. Well, you you seem scared already. No. You frightened? Not at all. Okay. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. It's easy to say that. Cash over hot takes. So if I offered you 10 to 1 that it would not be Saints- number one and Green Bay, number two, how much would you bet? Let me think. Does Green Bay, if they lose, get the number two seed? Well, how couldn't they? They're the number one seed now. I'm just thinking, can they fall to number three? Jeez. Are, are you thinking about the roof falling in? <laughs> I mean, it's like, how much would you bet? It's dead air right now, Steve. I, I know. I, I, you, you entered in. I, I, I am willing. You know what? Green Bay will get the two seed. Yes, I, I would take $1,000 on that. 10 to one. All right. Book it. They can't get the two. (laughs) You trapped me. Guaranteed three, baby. I suspected. I suspected as much. That is radio gold. Did you notice how I waited till right before the break to do it? So he felt pressure. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to break it all. Let's just take her break now. And we're going to break that all down. I just pocketed a dime. Oh, that, it feels uh, good. That's coming up next. Straight out of Vegas! I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, RJ, we've been talking a lot about ah. the AFC playoff picture, but we've also got the NFC to get to where the Green Bay Packers currently sit at the number one spot looking to clinch home field and a bye this upcoming weekend against the Bears. I'd make the case RJ's number one right now, Jonas. <laughs> so so I, tell us from an outsider's perspective how that felt. Just seeing uh, how you took Fez. Oh, the, uh, yeah, oh, I mean, oh. recapping, recap. Let's pull back the curtain here because I think this is important for the kids to listen to. So, any parents that need to get their kids to the radio, kind of like FDR <laughs> back in the day, it'll be like that. Is <laughs> I did, I do my work. I just do. It's just the way I was raised. Fez is the type. 
he'll do his work, but he'd rather someone else do it for him. You agree with that, Fess? Yes. <laughs> it's that silver spoon. And Mackenzie, who is an Ivy League grad, a hard worker, Fez feels like somehow he's got a, like some kind of assistant, even though they have no, you know, like Fez will throw him $100 now and again. I, if I recall, there was a time after like three months, you gave him like 200 and then you waited like 10 seconds and said, you know, actually, I need 100 of that bag and took it back from him. Is that true? That's a true story. And there's a strong correlation between how much I ask Mackenzie to do for me and any funds I've given him the week before or that week. <laughs> but, but apparently not, because it, it, once in three months you gave him money, then took half of it back. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he made like maybe $3 an hour after that. So luckily pregame's paying him, you know, so he's fine. But here's the thing. Mackenzie was in on this. I said, Mackenzie... Don't let him, don't even get into who gets, so the funny thing is, Fez was relying on McKenzie doing the work, and that's how he got caught. I'm grinding out the work, Fez is sitting back, who knows what he's doing, buying stocks, I don't know if he's booking vacations, but we saw the end result, because here's the, the, the quirk, is even though Green Bay's in a dominant position, and that it takes some amazing scenario for them to not be number one, if they're not number one, and it is New Orleans, they drop to three because of the way the scenario goes. So the way I presented the bet, Jonas, was what do you think the odds are of the Saints being one? And as an afterthought, I said Green Bay being two as part of the condition of the bet. And the and we set it up also by in the break before saying, what do you think the odds are? And he said, oh, about, you know, one in six. And I said, so if I gave you 10 to one, or if I felt crazy, I said, you take, okay, he goes, yeah. So it was all set up for that. And then I waited till right before the break. Because even <laughs> though Fez isn't, yes. has spent years on radio, he gets nervous around breaks and stuff. So when he, but I give him a ton of credit. His instinct, when he heard me say Green Bay second, he, something perked up in his brain. And he starts saying, well, what, wait a minute. And then that's when I got really aggressive. I said, hey, we got to go to break. He goes, I'll take it. And it was one of the great joys of my life, actually. Well, I mean, because you, it's, anybody can hit a jump shot, but can you do it with the shot clock? <laughs> and, and, and the shot clock was winding down for Fed. And RJ set me up talking about, you know, I just don't think New Orleans, they only have a, <laughs> like a one in five chance for their game mattering. I could easily see them, you know, not playing hard before he made that well, offer. Further, because I exactly clouding I knew my mind. that you would, you know, I'm not going to offer a dumb bet. <laughs> exactly. So, so I, you explained to, why you were offering it. Oh, I gave you all the reasons to be greedy, Mackenzie. <laughs> your Super Bowl <laughs> prop commission just went down. I hope you know <laughs> this year. By, Fez, by, Fez, by the way, Mackenzie wasn't in on it. Oh, never mind. I'm just, I'm just creating an environment where you don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm discombobulating you because the big bet's coming up right now. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, straight out of Vegas, teaching you life lessons. 